Welcome to Rotten Radio. Rotten Radio is a monthly podcast we bring you the first Wednesday of the month with the Rutten Brothers. Father Paul Rutten, pastor of St. Mary Church in Sioux Falls. Father John Rutten, pastor of St. John Paul II Parish in Harrisburg. And Joe Rutten, professor and director of the Benedictine Institute for Leadership, Ethics, and Social Justice at Mount Marty College. Let's join them now for a little faith, family, and plenty of fun. Good morning, rock stars! From coast to coast, we give you a toast as you listen to Rutten Radio on the Real Presence Network. I'm your host, Joe Rutten, director of the Benedictine Leadership Institute at Mount Marty College in Yankton, South Dakota, and I'm joined, as always, by my brothers Rutten. Father John. Father Paul Rutten, pastor of St. Mary's in Sioux Falls, Father John, where are you, Pastor? I'm in the baby parish, St. John Paul II, Harrisburg, South Dakota. We're just on the south end of Sioux Falls. And together we are Rutten Radio. How are we doing, brothers? Doing well. Uh, Just trying to remind myself that the days are getting longer. That it isn't just an illusion that the sun is coming up earlier. It's staying out later. Praise oh, I don't Jesus. Like I actually kind of, I don't know, there's that weird time when you come out of your place and it's dark already. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Something about that's yeah. I like. I uh, so I'm doing well, filled with joy, grateful to be alive. And I don't know, it's one of those good moments. So enjoy it. Outstanding, yep. outstanding. Well, and you, for, Joe, uh, Joe, how are you? Yeah, that's yeah. Right, how are you right, doing right, in your right, dapper right, jacket? Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. I'm I'm so happy that you noticed. So anyway, uh, this is a dapper jacket. It's uh, might be called bespoke. Ooh, did your um, wife dress what? you? What? And I'll tell you what. I wear it all the time. Oh, okay. You do well. Yeah, when you have nice, like if you, when you don't have nice. Well, I shouldn't say it that way. When you don't have a lot of money as an educator, right? Yeah. And somebody gets you something nice, you're yeah. like, wow, that's great. So anyway, this is a Christmas gift from somebody and I wear it all the time. Yeah. And literally somebody just came up to me at Josiah's and said, is that a Halberstadt's coat? <laughs> oh <laughs> my. Thought, oh, wow. I've yeah, arrived. Why, why, yes. Why, yes, it is. <laughs> why, anyway. Yes. Anyway, anyway, on, on to the show, right? All right. So, yep. so brothers, we've got uh, people out there listening from coast to coast. We're, we're now a regional uh, program here. And so for those out there listening, maybe even for the first time, you can follow us on Facebook. And we particularly like to interact on the Rutten Radio app. It's a great place that you can exchange uh, comments, ideas, thoughts, insights, um, as well as if you don't have the Real Presence Network app on your phone, right? you should stop, pull over, and immediately, well, <laughs> yeah, anyway, anyway uh, traditional radio, obvious, but we love to interact. So with that, fellas, um, let's move on. Let's move on. So uh, what do we got going on? What's been new in your, your day, your weeks, your months uh, since we've been with uh, the audience last in January? Well, we have uh, our confirmation this Sunday at St. Mary. And it will be Bishop Swain's last confirmation as our bishop. But what makes it even more amazing is 13 years ago, Bishop Swain's first confirmation was at St. Mary's. So he began and he will end his confirmations as the Bishop of Sioux Falls at the same place, St. Mary. 
So we're super pumped to have wow. him. That's, yep. that's, uh, I don't know. What do you think of that, Father John? Is that like Holy Spirit stuff? Is that just like coincidence? What do you got going on? Praise God from whom all good things come. Yep. Right, right, right. All right. Well, we have a new bishop coming to town. So we would like to kind of, as we take a look at news and notes, uh, we want to uh, uh, kind of uh, let the audience know if they don't that we have uh, Bishop elect Donald DeGrood, uh, priest of St. Paul, Minneapolis, who uh, got the midnight phone call or whatever <laughs> time it comes to a priest sitting in his. Uh, parish rectory. Mid-meeting. He was in a oh, meeting. mid-meeting. When yeah. the Vatican calls and the... Yeah, how do you go back to a meeting after a call like that? <laughs> uh, uh, I, I can't tell you who just called me, but... Uh, uh, Why does our fa- our priest suddenly look like nothing matters? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Bishop-elect. So, you two have a new father, if you will, yeah, right? New so boss. February new 13th is the installation, yep. so that should be exciting and, and great news for the diocese. Everybody's really pumped up and excited. Yeah. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's a transition, you know, everybody, it kind of shakes things up a little bit. You get a right, new right. dynamic and kind of refreshes. Everybody gets an opportunity to reset. Right, and so Father Paul's going to have uh, confirmation uh, at his parish to, for the last time with Bishop yep. Swain. Father John, what do you have going on? Well, I'm just living life. There you I don't know. That's what, it. Well, yeah. I mean, you don't. Have you want anything? me to tell you my schedule or something? <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you're asking. Me. I love it. Uh, I love it. I love no, it. No, life is good. I, I uh, recently I was out to O'Gorman High School and um, was I, we had mass out there. The priests rotate, and so it was my turn to go out there. And um, after mass, you go into the kind of where a bunch of the students hang out for youth ministry, and uh, it was really fascinating. I ended up in this conversation with somebody that had this real serious question. um, And I was really provoked that the person had the question and was grateful to be answering it. Um, But as the conversation went on, there was this young lady sitting over to the left and I could see that she started like perked up. She was like listening. Then all of a sudden I could see she was like really paying attention. (laughs) And it was one of those moments where it's super ordinary and it's not, like a big conversion or something, but you suddenly realize like they're with you. Mm-hmm. They're, this is like a high school kid who could easily like totally think this priest is stupid or why would you listen to the church or whatever? And she was like, she went from like just sitting there to being, engaged. to being engaged. And then I, so then at the end I asked her a question and I just said, what do you think about what we just talked about? And, um, and she sort of wasn't ready to go there. Uh, but it was really, so that's just something that's happened yeah, in that life fun? and awakening. Oh my gosh. Right? Yeah. Light bulbs. Yeah. Are, you know, you can, and, and you see it. It's so rare that when it happens, if you're attentive, you're like, wow. Yeah. Did anybody else see that in the room? Like that person just woke up and is now engaged. Yeah. Let's do this thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that oftentimes that's the, that's part of maybe what I excites me about this program and, and I think sometimes when I see what other people like about Rutten Radio or about Rutten Ministries, right? You know, yeah. you're doing the work of Christ, but sometimes I think people awaken when they have encounters with us. I hear that, well, I hear it all the time now of Father Paul at St. Mary. Everybody's awakened. Yeah. Oh, Father Paul. Oh, we Your love brother's father. Father. We love you, Father. father. We love you, Father. Yay. It's like I can't get an invite over for a meal anymore from well, St. Mary. Well, 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 well. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Let's, right. uh, so. Awesome. Father John, well, uh, you know, just kind of uh, rounding this out, what have I been up to? Yeah. Well, I have to tell you, there's really 
you know, as February, February is a long month in education, you know, February is brutal. It just is a standard operating procedure. And so as we get into February, I know there's a long month ahead, but I, I have to tell you that what's been going off me is I'm terribly fulfilled, um, wonderfully fulfilled at Mount Marty and my job. And what I keep running into is, is I keep running into people saying, man, I wish I had your job. Oh, hmm. and so I was talking to a, a, a positive psychology professor from Colorado State University, and I was telling him about the Benedictine Leadership Institute and how it's a curriculum. There's a curriculum element, and then there's a, a kind of a, a community element that we do. And as I'm sharing, he, he stops and he says, "Man, you got a great job. I would love to have my program be integrated into the curriculum." Ooh, and and it just be all of a sudden. What I realize is that what I'm encountering is in the academy, in higher education. There's a real understanding amongst a lot of faculty and, and administrators that something's broken. Mm-hmm. That education isn't really maybe what we would like it to be, or doing what maybe it ought to be doing. And the frustration is often found in the curriculum, in the classes, that the classes somehow are missing something. Well, part of the proposal of the Leadership Institute is this idea that says we maybe need to try and help these institutions in their liberal education. How do we educate people? What does this mean? What does it look like? And that means having control of classes, of, of courses. And it it's like, wow, everybody is amazed that Mount Marty's faculty and the theology and philosophy program would give up two courses to this institute to rebuild. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, I got to be really appreciative and grateful for that. So hmm. that's wow. where I'm at. So I'm fulfilled and ready to rock into Rutten Radio mm-hmm. the next right. half hour and do the movie of the month, baby. <laughs> yeah. Hey. The movie of the month. Drum roll, please. <laughs> the movie of the month is Tommy Boy. Boy. <laughs> uh, this is going to be exciting out there. For our listeners, we do a movie of the month, and we have never really tackled a movie quite like Tommy Boy, I don't think. Nope, nope it would be a first. <laughs> right. And so, as we kick this off, Father Paul, could you give us a little introduction yeah. to Tommy Boy? Tommy Boy came out back in 1995, which was before you guys graduated from high school. Wow. Uh, Chris Farley, uh, David Spade. Uh, it's about saving a family auto parts business in Sandusky, Ohio. Uh, the father, who was the owner and runner of the place, dies uh, at his wedding reception. Uh, Chris Farley is their protagonist, overweight, underachieving son, who teams up with a snarky and snide accountant to try and save the family business. Uh, comes from the uh, Saturday Night Live crew, so you can kind of right. get an idea of the humor and whatnot that's there. Yeah, in what's the midst that guy's of it all. name? Uh, Lauren, Lauren uh, Farrell. Lauren Michaels. Lauren Michaels. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's one of those good movies, but there is, as growing up in our house, there was one uh, blanket over the head scene. Blanket over the head, boys. <laughs> so well, it really, explain, to, explain to our so audience. Growing up at the right the household, we'd watch movies as a family, and sometimes there were, you know, there's always that one part that's inappropriate for kids. Well, actually, for everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The kids would all have to put the blankets over their heads <laughs> during the scene so we couldn't see it. And some people found blankets that had holes in them, but that's another story. <laughs> so there's one scene, it's, it's an awkward the Afghans. moment um, at the a hotel and swimming pool with a, a beautiful woman. Uh, 
But other than that, it's just your typical crude humor uh, that comes from uh, these kinds of movies. Right. But one of the things we did pick it because, you know, like this time of the year, you just need something lighthearted. <laughs> you need something just to laugh. You just something just needs to sort of help you. And there's not nothing like Tommy Boy. Right. Uh, Chris Farley right. really is was you know just one of those comedians that was so. Funny. Well, and this is like a classic, yeah. right? This becomes Absolutely. a cult classic. Yeah. And, you know, Father John mentioned it off off tape that it's funny how many lines from this movie sure. are repeated ad nauseum. Even to this day, yeah. I kept thinking to myself, oh, I forgot that's where that came from, yeah. right? Where yeah. you're saying, Richard, sure. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like, oh, yes, yeah. that's that scene that Father Paul is talking, you know, or whatever. Yeah. No, it didn't, so it is. It definitely is. And it's one of those movies you don't watch too often uh, in the midst of it all. But it was good to just sort of relive uh, some days gone by. Um, yeah. Initial thoughts or comments, Father John? What'd you uh, think of Tommy Boy? My my first response as I'm watching it was the gift of laughter, and especially during this time. I mean, you know, it's been super cold if you're in the Midwest, and you know, depending on who you hang out with, I've learned that about myself. I'm not somebody that. Well, I shouldn't say I'm not humorous. I do have humor in a very normal way, but I need. If I have a serious person with me, I can really plunge into deep things quickly. But like growing up, Ryan Noonan was super important to our friendship because Ryan always had something funny to say. Ryan always was looking at life in a particular way. Uh, you know, so it was good to have different kinds of friends. And that's what, as I watched this, I thought, I needed this as it's happening to me. I'm like, I needed to just have belly laughs. And, and as, as he's trying to open up that door into the building, you know, and he then sits down all like, you know, defeated. And that girl walks by and just opens up the door next to it. You know? And I'm just, and I'm thinking, I am so grateful to laugh. Right. Like, there's something about being human that, uh, we're made to, to, to laugh. And so I just, that was one thing I noticed in the movie was, um, I don't do this very often. I don't watch movies outside of my frame of reference very often. While we grew up on these movies, the reason I know these movies is because of Billy Early and Ryan Noonan and particularly Ryan Noonan loves these kinds of movies right. and Rob loves these movies. Right. We grew and up with Monty the Pythons. Yeah. Yep, Monty right. Pythons, all of those things I was only introduced to because of friendship. It's not naturally in me. I'm a Braveheart person or I'm sort of a mystery, a thriller kind of person. Uh, I want deep meaning. So that's, as it was happening to me, I sort of felt that like, ah, I needed to be like liberated from my own, mentality sure. and this movie is different than what we would normally choose mm -hmm. father paul you, you know i i think there was a couple things that that just sort of struck me as well that there does seem to be sort of this idea that for some people throughout life either things go well or things don't go well and so again you know this this reality that um it didn't always go very well for tommy Mm. Uh, you know, he just seemed to be the one that, you know, running behind the bus, you know, late for school, uh, everything that could go wrong just always goes wrong. And then, you know, then you've got Richard, his friend, who's the clean cut accountant and everything goes right. And, mm. and there just seems to be for some people, 
everything goes their way and of for other people, it just never goes their way. And for some of that, it's their own fault, but other times, you know, it's just life. Like life just isn't, you know, always fair in many ways. Um, yeah. So that was kind of, um, and even perspective, you know, he gets a D plus, uh, and he's excited cause he passed. He passed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, I and, love- and other people would be like <laughs> devastated. Uh, and you know, and he's like celebrating. <laughs> I it was so great. I got to just say this. I went to college then with Billy early and Ryan Noonan too. Right. And so we're all there and we would have these big, huge biology classes, you know, and they did exactly this. They would list your, your yeah. name or your, your number and your grade. And it was so awesome to go to those and, and to get your grade or whatever and to the, have this experience like yes yes c plus you know and you were the living tommy boy yeah right. like the whole thing so Absolutely. it was like this history of friendship could be carried in a moment yeah. that was more than just the thing that was happening yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. I think uh, yeah, not taking ourselves too seriously. I think more and more today that it might be valuable for us to re-engage in these types of sure. experiences where it's like we need some good humor and laughter, like you're saying, John. It's good for our soul. Uh, at Mount Marty, in the the one of the classes, we talk about weapons of the soul. What are the weapons that the human person possesses in their interior life that help them um, live well and survive the difficulties of living? you know, this life of brokenness. And one of them is humor (laughs) and that it's important that the human person has this because you will find, right. Even in the midst of tragedy, death, suffering, humor is very, very important. Yeah. You'll find that at funerals, sometimes at funerals, by the time you get to the, the, the brunch after the funeral, that the people that are grieving the lost loved one are laughing. Sure. Right. They're, they they have some because they've grieved. They went through this process, and now they're in this place of joy and spirit. So that idea of humor as a weapon of the soul it's important for us. Transformation. You know, maybe this will transition us into some deeper themes that that kind of come out for the movie. But there's a defining moment that he has where Tommy and Richard have to get on the road, <laughs> right? And they have to go yeah. make, they have to go sell enough in order to save, save the company, the company yep. right? And <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't stop thinking of Richard. I, no, no, I just can't. <laughs> go ahead. All right. All right. So, <laughs> anyway. uh, me, me trying to figure uh, out go, what go, you're go, laughing about. Go. Like, there's so many. All right. So, uh, the, the, defi- <laughs> the defining moment. Um, he. He's trying too hard. (laughs) He's trying too hard, right? Right. But there comes one moment where he he experiences success, and then Richard tells him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord have mercy. Oh, Christ right. have mercy. Lord have mercy. So, so he experienced. I mean, how am, how am I supposed to go on? Like, how am I supposed to do this deep, I'm meaningful dry. lesson? <laughs> right. Oh, Lord so have mercy. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> oh, oh, Lord go, have mercy. Go ahead. All right, all right. So, all right, composure. <laughs> just go. Gentlemen, you, you tell me. Just, all right. Uh, this is too funny. Uh, we apologize for our listeners out there. Uh, we don't know about your experience in this, but we're in studio crying right now. I hope you all this movie as much as we did. So, uh, Tommy boy. 
uh, themes. Uh, so transformation. <laughs> oh, listeners, you know what? Support, support Real Presence Radio. <laughs> support Rotten Radio in spite of us. Yeah. Uh, keep listening. Well, we, I would uh, see here all pull us all back <laughs> So the fact that it's two unlikely people <laughs> brought together, like right. Tommy and Richard are as opposite as they could be. Right. And here they are. They just have to do this. Right. Like they don't have an option. Like they just have to go sell things together. Right. Circumstances force and, it. And the whole thing, like, like <laughs> filling up the car with gas, Tommy, like, <laughs> destroys the car, like, the whole thing. You're like, there but, it is. But it's this thing, like, they didn't get to pick each other. Right, right. And so they had a choice to make in this. Like, they didn't choose the circumstances of their life. Tommy didn't choose to have his dad die. Richard didn't choose to have to be with Tommy. Right. And so they just have, there's no other option. Like, this is it. Like, you know, what? that's a good theme maybe even to continue maybe in the next half hour. So we'll, 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 as we wind down this first half hour, we're talking about Tommy Boy. Great movie, <laughs> lots of comedy, good humor, as you just found out. We think it's terribly funny. Uh, this idea of choice in relationships, right? You don't get to choose who your family is. You don't get to choose who your parents are. You don't get to choose who your parishioners are. No. Nope. Um, I didn't get to choose who my fact, you know, you just, yeah. everything becomes something of relationships and that space in which right. we live with others. But what was it that actually brought them together? Music. Remember they're fighting over the dial, fighting over the music. Oh yeah. And it's that, uh, it was, oh shoot. It was like kind of more of like a girl dancey kind of like song. And they're like, oh, Cindy if you want to change it, you can change it. No, no. If you want to change it, you can. <laughs> and neither wanted to admit that they wanted to listen to it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But then all of a sudden they're like singing all the songs together, and they're like, like it really was this like amazing thing that something simple as music mm-hmm. that you can fight over was the one thing that finally gave them a common denominator, and they were just singing at the top of their lungs, and right. like they had become friends in that moment. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then he began to root for the other. Right. So so Richard feels sad and, and bad for Tommy because he can't make the sales. And then he experiences the success though, right? And this is the important mm-hmm. part for me because I've experienced that where where you do something and it worked and it felt good, right? It had this transforming impact on you where you're like, I am good at something. Mm-hmm. I do have gifts. I can do this. Yeah. It's and I thought, wow, and that becomes the place of encounter where he then is propelled into confidence right. to go forward, to walk into the other locations and sell it authentically and right. honestly and be himself right. in front of this great need that he has actually to make the sales. But it's when he doesn't care, you know, he kind of lets go, he, right. yep. he kind but he's being, he's being himself. And, 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 and how many people have experienced that, this, this challenge of feeling like you have to be someone you're not and how do you allow yourself to be authentic to who you mm-hmm. are or where you're at uh versus trying to play a part and, and to, to be something you're not right you know and whether that's a big family and you've got sort of this image of what your family's supposed to be or maybe your parents just sort of set these these bars and it would be hard tommy's dad is like the guy mm-hmm. like he could like they said what he can sell anything like he can sell anything and Tommy, he can't sell anything, uh, and, and so to have to live under that those the shadows of that, as well as is a great challenge that I think people can relate to. 
right. uh, in a real way. Right. The uh, shadow of their brother or their sister, the yep. shadow of their yep. parent. I always think of, uh, you know, we've got some some great uh, business leaders in Sioux Falls. And as I'm working with them, I realize, you know, a lot of these individuals my age have parents that really built the industry in which yep. they live and, and thrive. And, you know, that's got to be its own challenge, right? right? How do you possess your own identity and your own individuality within this thing, but yet it was your mom or your dad maybe that initially built this particular well, thing? And it's interesting, the relationship that is that he had with his dad, because for me, that was striking immediately uh, to see that, my disposition before Tommy was something negative, mm -hmm. but not his dad. Right. Tommy was a fool, was immature, was all these things, did not deserve to have an office and all those things. Right. And yet his dad sus, you know, he's like, Tommy, you know. Yeah, his uh, dad loved and him. I, and like, as the dad loved Tommy for who he was, I found myself able to love Tommy for who he was. And then I started rooting for him. And instead of being like, why are you trying to learn how to sell? I'm like, oh, Tommy, give it another shot, you know, or laughing about certain things. And so I was really glad that uh, that that unexpected. Um, affection yeah, for Tommy. Yeah, affection for Tommy because for of, who he was. And then he had a path to mature. Because of the dad's affection towards him. Yes. And how helpful that is to see someone else's view of someone. Yeah. You know, so when you hear someone talk about someone and all of a sudden you have a different perspective that you wouldn't have had, but because you you see them in a different way, all of a sudden right. you do get to see them. Well, I think as I, I kind of, we wrap up this first half hour of uh, uh, Rutten Radio here on the Real Presence Network, and, and we're joined by Father John Rutten, Father Paul Rutten, myself, Joe, and we're talking about the movie of the month, Tommy Boy. It's been a fantastic little reflection filled with a lot of humor and laughter. Uh, and as we think about kind of themes and transitions, you know, it is a, a thing of becoming, you know, it reminds us that we're all in that process where Tommy was of each moment and each day, we have an opportunity to step into that person that God created us to be. And with that, we uh, will hit our transition. You're listening to Rutten Radio on the Real Presence Network. Don't go anywhere, right? We'll take a short break. We want you to support our sponsors, listen to uh, all those great people out there that support Rutten Radio and the Real Presence Network. When we come back, we'll have our faith and culture segment as we dive deep into some of the themes and insights from Tommy Boy, our movie of the month, and other thoughts and comments that we might have and discuss how they apply to the reality of our own lives. All right, fellas, as we wrap up the first half hour here, uh, we did a couple of shout outs to Ryan Noonan and Billy Early. You guys want to throw anybody else in the mix? Yeah, I got to throw in Brian Schlinker uh, and Gary and Angie Schlinker and their daughter, Samantha, um, and Katie Kendall. Ooh, shout Catherine. out to I'd Catherine. Like, That's like the last time you'll go. ever hear me say her name. Katie? Different than Catherine. All right. I've decided. Matter of fact, I was like, who's Katie I'm growing Kendall? up. Oh, my sister Catherine. Yes. Catherine, right. shout out. So. I think Meg Donnelly, she's usually a faithful oh, listener yeah. in the morning, so we always like to give Meg our cousin Donnelly. Katie Butzer, if she's listening as well. We'll catch you on the flip side as we take a minute to hear from these quick messages from our outstanding show sponsors. You're listening to Rutten Radio on the RPR Network. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more of the Rutten Brothers after these messages. My name is Carol Oren, and I'm from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. 
My daughter, Tara, is attending Montmartre College. The thing that I really love is that whether you're in sports or not, it's like a family. Everyone cares for every sport, for every athlete, for every student. They also do fun activities. The community as a whole in Yankton, as far as giving discounts to the students, really making them feel welcome and makes them feel a part of their community. Lead. Serve. Impact at Mount Marty College. Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus Mystic Monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, First Communion, and Confirmation. I look forward to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. My name is Brad List. I'm the father of Nathan List. He started at Mount Marty in 2016. This is a gem underneath their nose that most kids in Yankton don't even realize is there. They don't understand what Mount Marty offers as a school. They offer as helping plan for your future. Example, they're helping Nathan with internships. They're you know looking at what kind of jobs can you get. It's good to be close to home. You don't have to come home, but you know it's always there. Lead. Serve. Impact at Mount Marty College. This is Rutten Radio on the Real Presence Radio Network. Now, back to more faith, family, and fun with the Rutten Brothers. And we're back on Rutten Radio on Real Presence Network, your local and regional Catholic media network for all things awesome. You can catch us on Facebook or you can listen to us on traditional radio, but we would love to have you interact with us. Send us your comments, your thoughts, your insights, maybe some recommendations for a movie of the month for coming months. You can do so on Facebook, Rutten Radio. Fellas, you ready for the second half hour? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. Well, maybe some uh, uh, deeper insights. How about we wrap up Tommy Boy from uh, the first half hour? Any uh, other thoughts or comments that we want to kind of bring in to tie together? And then we'll jump off into some other uh, interesting themes and, and topics for the yeah, second I, half. I thought that uh, the relationship dynamic between uh, Richard and Tommy was one in which trust was required. If I found it interesting that Tommy had to begin to pay attention to himself to mature and he had to begin paying attention to the other people. And it was sort of Richard that helped him pay attention to the other people. Sure. So he had trust. He had a relationship with someone who he could like hold strong. Right. You don't think I'm crazy. And then Richard could say, okay, see how that person like didn't like when you smashed their model vehicle. <laughs> you know, And then could say, Hey, did you see how the person responded when you just were yourself? Right. Uh, so that, that beautiful place when you have someone in your life that can help you and then you go into yourself and you say, okay, what was going on when the response was this way or that way? And then he could pay attention to his heart. And in a way, he still got to be himself, which was silly, but he, he became more himself that required him to change and can be hard. If your person to be corrected, to have to change, to have somebody sort of say some things, it's like, who wants to be told, hey... You're funny, but don't not not funny that way, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, or who wants to say, "Hey, we listen to you, but you talk too much," you know? Right. And that's, <laughs> never been never, told that before. Told that. No. <laughs> you know, and that's what I a journey I we have to take when you yep. preach, when you teach, but when you preach right. is, boy, I don't want to be corrected. So then you give a homily that 
is just real straight laced and you talk about St. Augustine and you do all these things, but in the end, no one cares really. Oftentimes. But then you say something about yourself and it's risky, like am I being self-centered? Uh, or And then you say, oh, well, if I use this example that happens, oh, people really responded. Yeah. Oh, great. And then you, you say, oh, when I use all these examples, I go too long and I can see people shut off. Great. Respond to that. And so it's really, uh, but you have to have a place of trust, a relationship that you can sort of say, okay, this person accepts me. All this right. person will be with me. Yeah, it's a good um, thing out there. For those out there listening to Rutten Radio here, you know, who is that person in your life that you have? Do you have a coach, a mentor, a spouse, a, a child, you know, a friend? That is that person of trust where you can go to and communicate with and be honest in front of. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's uh, worth thinking about if you do have that, maybe be grateful and let that person know you're grateful for their presence in their life. If you don't have that, it might be worth uh, reaching out and taking a look. And if you don't have it, it might be the person that's stuck in the car with you that you wish wasn't the person. <laughs> right. It might be Richard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, or it might be Tommy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Paul? Paul? You know, the the insight that I, that I gained from it as well is the fact that Two years after making this movie, Chris Farley dies of an overdose. Uh, yeah. Uh, and that reality that these people who are often so funny are hurting. You know, Robin Williams, same thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was hilarious. And right, John Belushi. The, John Belushi. Like these people who were able to cause us to laugh so hard, they themselves had such deep wounds and such difficulty. And... And for whatever reason, you know, the humor masked it or whatever. And I just, you know, I think about, you know, like that reality that uh, he just couldn't couldn't find peace in the midst of it all and in, in all of it at the same time. So, well, I uh, I just think it's a fun movie. Oh my I, gosh. I'll, I'll kind of close this uh, this part up of, with the way John started it. And that is, I think we need more of this. I think it was good for me. I personally need to have a little bit, a few more humor movers sure. in my life and uh, a place where I can laugh and just let go and just kind of just decompress. So Tommy boy. <laughs> well, fellas, as we roll into the transition here um, in the next half hour, I, I'm going to kick this thing off. I am going to what do something. Well, doing? I kind of was thinking that we needed to introduce <laughs> our audience to what they know who you two are to some degree, right? Now, we are a, gr North, a Great Plains, Northern Great Plains uh, radio show now, right? So there's lots of people that don't know us. And remember last month when I said that I'm the bridge between two brothers yeah. that are priests and two brothers that are cowboys? Well, I thought that we should introduce the audience to the two cowboys. Okay. <laughs> okay. Great. And in the process, I came across a photo of one of them. And I thought, Oh, that might be the coolest thing I've ever seen. How cool is that? That this is my brother. Every time people are like, isn't it cool having your brothers as priests? And now I'm like, you want to see something even cooler? Check this out. Now, granted, nobody nobody can see it. Oh, I know. That's an awesome oh, photo. Yeah, Father that John, is an does awesome that look picture. Familiar? That looks very familiar. So those out there listening, uh, you can go to Facebook, and I'll post this picture up there. And it's of our oldest brother, Rick, also called Digger, who's what you would call a real actual cowboy, right? Right. 
ranches and uh, lives in the West out in Cologne, South Dakota. And, you know, well, anyway, this is a photo, a beautiful photo of him out in Kennebec, South Dakota at his, one of his first places that he, he moved after graduation from O'Gorman and he was not a city kid, but I want to get out of here. So he went West and it's of him driving a team of horses. And I think, you know what, if you make that thing black and white, that thing could be from any generation in history, mm-hmm. right? This mm-hmm. is how people lived and this is who people were. And this is what it means to be in South Dakota, right? This is much of who our culture and ancestry is. And I'm like, that's cool. Like mm-hmm. I, everybody, that's my brother. <laughs> and so I thought, all right, well, let's not let Digger be the only one that gets any uh, screen time. What, what about Tom, right? And so Tom's right. the other brother, right? And he's a cowboy too in his own way. <laughs> And so then I thought, we got to get a picture of him (laughs) riding a bull, baby. (laughs) Right? So this is a picture of Tom, and I believe this bull's name, so it's a Tom Cowboy, right, riding... I believe the bull's name is Bam Bam, and in the picture, you can see Digger up in the back as well, as a matter of fact. But I know the story of this bull ride. This bull ride was the best bull ride I think that Tom ever had. He won a lot of money on it. And let's just say the night before he didn't sleep very much, right? right. So he was having a little bit of fun and he woke up the next day. And he's like, oh man, we got to go ride. And he's like, the last thing I want to do is jump on a bull right now. Well, he does it and boom, right? Knocks the thing out of the park and has one of the best rides of his life. Wow. Uh, you know, circumstances aren't always what we want, but sometimes you just got to get on the bull. You got to strap it up. You got to pull your bootstraps up and you got to ride the light, you know, the thing that the Lord gave us. So anyway. Tom and Digger Rutten, the two cowboys. For those out there listening, the two brother priests are pretty outstanding, pretty rock star. The four sisters, like we, we'll get to we'll, them, we'll get to them in March, maybe. But <laughs> whenever there it decide, is, folks, Joe. the two cowboys. So there we go. The, the 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 place of relationships. Joe is a bridge between two priests Aww. and two cowboys. What do you think? I think it's pretty awesome. It is awesome. Yeah, you surprised me. Yeah. What if I said I got you your own copies? <laughs> you each would like, I'm sure to have a copy of oh these two pictures Thanks for your here. own homes. Look at that. Thanks, Joe. Well, you're welcome. Because, you know, you don't, don't want to forget no. uh, the cowboys out there. And that when we preach the gospel, we're not just doing it to the choir, but we're doing it to the cowboys, too. Yep. Which... Sometimes they're in the choir as well. Yeah. All right. Those are some, those, those, those are some cowboy hats. <laughs> yeah. The cowboy hats, right? Yep. So, Look at that. He's even wearing it while he's riding the bull. Yep. Oh yeah, absolutely. So there we go. You got to have something on, to brothers, throw in the air after you. So here we All go. Right. Here we go. The second <laughs> half hour kicked it off with the brothers Rutten. Introduce you to the two cowboys and now to the priests. What do we got here for the second half hour, fellas? Want me to go? Yep. All righty. Uh, one of the things that I, I just really realized is that this time of the year is just can be difficult. As you talked about earlier, for school, it's just long days. There isn't big breaks. It's just it, it really is a hard uh, time for us, and I think it's also a time for us to realize. Uh, that often we can live for things. Uh, we live for moments. We live for people. Uh, we live for things that sort of get us going and keep us moving. And then we get it. And then we need another thing that, you know, uh, I'm preparing for vacation. And that's always a great thing to know that you're going on vacation. Uh, but 
I, you got to do all this work and you got to get ready for it. And then you got to move all the stuff and you come back and you get piles and piles of things as well. Um, think of athletes, you know, like they work their whole life for a sport. And again, <clears throat> what happens when they don't have the sport anymore? And that idea. And so for us, that, that real reality that if Christ isn't the one that's really at, at the core of what you do and why you do it, uh, it'll never be enough. Like there'll never be enough of whatever it is you're looking for. And when you do discover that Christ really is the one in those difficulties and the dark moments and the challenges, the long days and nights, uh, you have a, a peace that's there in a different way. And you can appreciate whatever it is you've got before you. And you're not just living for this moment, you know, but but instead you're allowing Christ to be the one that, that kind of strengthens you. And right. I think it's a hard, you know, it's a hard one because... We really start out living for things and people and events. And February reminds me of being in the Exodus, um, out in the wilderness, like kind of lost, but not aware that I'm really lost. <laughs> Thinking that I'm going like, and you're just pl- you're just like head down, just walking, just wa- like going through it, right? Yeah. N- realizing there's a lack of fulfillment. A lot of what you're saying resonates with me, and. February's the shortest month, but it feels like the longest month. Right. And here we are. It's like, you know, is this an opportunity to to awaken us, to kind of grab us and purify? And or is this just like I'm just in the slumber and I'll wake up in March and then I'll then the flowers will come up? Well, no. Let's where are the flowers at right now in the midst of February? And to have an appreciation for the struggle, mm-hmm. like part of it, part of the difficulty is being in the midst of the struggle and thinking there's something wrong. Right. You know, Isn't it's, there it's something like, wrong? <laughs> well, yes, there is, but there's not something wrong with the human condition. This is our problem. There's something wrong for the Christian who knows we're made for more. There's something wrong for the one who's encountered Christ and knows it can be different. But this is to, to be, it's like I go into this darkness and then I kick myself for being in darkness as if I'm, well, maybe I have some part to play, but like stop thinking that for a minute and just realize here I am, mm-hmm. here I am. Oh, and then when I look around, I find out, oh my gosh, nobody's really talking about it. But well, this, this is exactly this, the, the other day. I go, we had a snowstorm in Sioux, in Sioux Falls in Harrisburg and um, we have mass on Saturday and we're, I go a half hour early and I'm getting to the driveway. There's two people up there and I come in. Well, I came a different way than the other person did in the parking lot wasn't shoveled. So they came in and I didn't follow their tracks oh. and I went a different way and I got stuck. Oh. So there I am stuck. There's two people up and I'm thinking, well, I know one person in their car is inside the building, so they don't know yet. The other person though, they probably see this. And then someone shows up behind me and I'm like, I got to get out of here. Like, I don't want people to see this. Yep. The pastor got stuck and this guy gets out of his car and he's not from the parish and I'm really grateful. <laughs> Because he's going to help me get out. Nobody in the parish is going to know that I got stuck. Right. And I just like had this awareness that this is like the way we live. We're all, we all get stuck. This is, this is a part of life. And yet oftentimes it's the thing we're trying to cover up. We're trying to get out of faster. So nobody knows or, and that adds a double problem to us. We're stuck. And then we think, no, why don't I beat myself up? 
or why don't I like shame myself or why don't I, you know, and, and, or why don't I already proven that I can't get out of this on my own? Why don't I try one more time? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've, I've, I've tried four times that I can't get out. Why don't I pretend like I can do it again? Just back up for, you know, and then now with the new cars, you can't like back up, go forward in the same way you could. All I have is this little turn dial. And so I'm trying to like go forward, back up, go forward, back up. And it's not working. Huh. Just stop and admit you're stuck. If you're out there listening, uh, it's not a bad place to stop and just ask yourself, where am I stuck? Mm -hmm. Right? Where is it in my life, my day, relationships, work, children? Where am I stuck? Faith relationship? And so if we're stuck, what's your proposal for how we should proceed? Uh, We've acknowledged, right? I'm stuck in my relationship with my spouse. No, I'm not. I'm actually in a good spot with my spouse. She really Yay. loves me. And I really love her. But let's say that right now we're listening. We're saying, you know, I'm, I'm stuck. I'm actually, maybe let's even say in a divorce spot or something or like whatever. How do we proceed? Number one, first thing you have to do is pray, but not pray as in like, you gotta just say, help me Lord. Mm-hmm. That's it. Help me Lord. And now you're sitting in that terrible relation that, challenged relationship or in that car that didn't follow the tracks in yep. front of them and is stuck. All right. So you've prayed, pay attention. And what are you doing as you pay attention? You're looking for the way to, you're looking to become unstuck. Mm-hmm. The guy showed up in the car. Right. I didn't do that. You pay attention yeah. to what the surroundings. One of the other things that I often would recommend as well is, you go to confession, like as well. Like in, if your life is really, there's something not right, you really go and make sure that you have admitted everything you can that, that you're not doing, you didn't do or whatever. So again, you could say, well, I didn't follow the tracks. Like I know how I got here. But some people would say, well, I don't know how I got here. Like mm. I'm stuck, but I don't know why I'm stuck. Well, cause you didn't follow the, you know. So I do <clears> think that sometimes now, you could go to confession and still be stuck. So, but I do think that there is that, the power of that sacrament that we don't always uh, avail ourselves to. Yeah. Or you go to the, the sacrament of confession as one more attempt. To get unstuck. As opposed to really going poor. Right. Yep. Like, I don't have an answer. Forgive me, God. The other thing with that is it adds something to what you're saying. I think is what you're yep. saying and it adds is you have to go deeper. Right. You have to really go to, you know, you might be stuck because of one thing, but that's just a sign for you to go deeper and realize, oh, (laughs) I'm not giving God the right thing. I'm not giving him my fear. Yep. Or. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, it's beautiful. Right. Enter in. I've always kind of the lean in when I have anxiety or tension or the idea of leaning into it versus backing away from it is a place where I've practiced, um, that oftentimes when I'm uncomfortable, it's not that I jump in, but that I, I have to be a present to the thing. I can't, it, the more I try and manufacture a way around it, under it, over it, instead of just being present to it and going through it, the more problems it seems to oftentimes <laughs> cause me. Confession's a great recommendation, you know, just getting clean of spirit and mind and heart and being 
being present there. The, the nice so, thing about confession too is there's nobody else there except the priest. Right, so, so no one's you, gonna know. Yeah, and you and and you can't have you know you can't blame it on ever you know it's this it's like yeah. you it's between you and God you know. Yeah, no, it's it's a beautiful place. <laughs> well, the and then struggle. be patient. The struggle. Mm. Oh, I think patient. that's yeah, the yeah. Oh. And then be patient. Like it, it really is you know hard at times. Patience. That's number I four. Want like, patience. Now, <laughs> <laughs> and patient with yourself, patient with God, uh, patience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I I couldn't, I still can't get away from patience. It seems like for the last four months, I'm constantly turning around at patiences in front of me. 2020, I was given some new words. The Lord kind of gave surrender to me. Um, and I thought, all right, well, at least it wasn't patience. <laughs> like maybe I finally got away from it, but obviously, no. uh, it really is an important, uh, spiritual and practical practice. Some people need patience. I think the same word for another group of people is tenderness. Oh, sure. Be tender with yourself. Like God, you yep. know, just be tender with yourself. Back up a minute. You know, you say be patient, but like be tender. Be kind yeah, to yourself. I often give, so you know, I often give a very easy penance for that reason. Oh, I should oh, go, I to should go to confession for that reason. <laughs> and I always, sometimes they'll say, Father, is that it? And I'm like, oh my gosh, you have done more penance to yourself. <laughs> Interesting. By what you've lived. Like, this, no, I'm like, the last thing you need to do is to have some arduous task hmm. to experience God's mercy. You've been carrying a you've burden. You've been carrying it for <laughs> right. forever. So, I, because I get that, because we're not very tender with ourselves. No. Like at all. No. Like, and part part of uh, then, I think, when we're with other people that are sort of gnarly or maybe, you know, uncapped or, you know, they're sort of, is it isn't that they need to change or they need to be nicer or they need, it's, it's that the just little things coming at us, we're so ready to judge ourselves and to like, get the claws out on ourselves that when that little provocation comes from someone else, they don't have to hardly say a thing. And we just like go to work for them, you know, (laughs) it brings up an interesting, uh, so the, the being the bridge between two ruttons, one of the things I'm often asked is whether or not I go to confession to my brothers. Right. And we can tell you the answer (laughs) or no, we can't. (laughs) (laughs) So I have never gone to confession. I don't, I don't think I've formed, but I did accidentally stumble into a confession at St. Mary years ago where I went to St. Mary and I went into the confession and I sat down and it was Father Krogman, I believe at the time. And it was not Father Krogman's voice as the pastor. It was not his voice. They came back from the other side of the screen. (laughs) It was my brother, Father Paul. And And I I was like horrified. I was like, oh. It's Paul. <laughs> What's and he then, doing here? And, yeah. And so here's the internal struggle. Like, right. I mean, whatever, it's a confession, but then you're like, Oh, I wonder if he knows it's me. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, forgive me, father, for I have sinned. This is uh, my, <laughs> so I'm, I'm in my head the whole time while I'm doing the confession. I'm not thinking about my confession. I'm thinking about whether or not my brother knows this is me. <laughs> And if he does, then I should just reach around after the confession. I said, hey, Paul, you know, and say, hey, you know, he already knows it's me. And if it's not, if he doesn't, well, do I want to give myself up? Mm. Do I want to let him know who's on the other side of the screen divulging their soul to him? (laughs) 
<laughs> and I did. And I leaned over. I thought, well, of course he knows, right? He knows my voice. <gasps> and Father Paul was like, Joe. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. He didn't know it. And I gave myself up. Dang it. Yeah. Uh, so it was a great moment. It's the only confession I think I've had to Father Paul. I, if we were in a plane, I would certainly. <laughs> I oh, did that not know that people asked you that question. Oh, yeah. Do you go? And I always tell people, too, like, all right, you can ask. Because they all, everybody calls me father. Okay. Like, it is almost, I'm getting tired of it. <laughs> now that you moved to Sioux Falls, like, now it's constant. I can't go anywhere without really? being, oh, yes. And then they'll apologize and things like this. So, and I said, that's all right. That's all right. Just don't ask for confession. <laughs> yeah. You can call me anything you want. Just don't, don't ask, ask for, for confession. confession. Yeah. Yeah. So, Anyway, it's uh, it's a privilege, but I did have, you know, sometimes I like to be the center of attention too. <laughs> what? Um, if you didn't know that, uh, <laughs> my wife and I were out to, to dinner on a date with another couple watching uh, the Vikings football game where they just got crushed, the playoff game in January, oh, right? Yeah. Where it was not good, right? So anyway, long story short, there's lots of people out at the pub watching the game. And then there's us in our conversation. The game's bad. And so we're... And all of a sudden, some lady gets up and comes over to me and says, are you Joe Rutten? Ooh. I thought, um, uh, I was like taken back, right? I'm like, uh, am I? And, and she said, are you Joe Rutten? I'm like, yeah. And the other people at the table are like, what? Right, right, Joe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're some prima donna. Right? <laughs> well, long story short, in the end, guess what all they want from me? They want me to line up a dinner with them with Father Paul. <laughs> I'm like, no. Oh, you're just using me to get to my brother. Like, anyway, even when I think I'm the center of attention, the priests jump in the mix. So, well, brothers, as we wrap up here, Rutten Radio in February, it's been a great show. We've got a election of uh, ordination of Father and Donald Bishop elect. Donald DeGrood and his installation as the bishop. You guys will have a new father that's going to be tremendously, tremendously exciting. Anything else that we want to touch it on? News aired, and notes. Uh, it'll be aired on Real Presence Radio, so you can listen to it. Outstanding. Um, it's well. going to be a lot of people. And then I believe it'll be streamed online, too. So it'll be streamed online uh, as well. So people will have the opportunity to be able to watch it from wherever they're at. It's worth watching. It's really quite you know, a fascinating. The ordination of a bishop is a little different than a deacon or a priest. And and so that'll be next Thursday, right? So Wednesday morning, that's going to be in a, yeah. next week, uh, the 13th of February. Pick that up on the stream. It's totally awesome. A oh, ton of bishops. There'll probably be more bishops from the Midwest around the United that's States. That's cold out. A lot of priests. <laughs> it's cold out, right? So as we finish up here, we always like to end with, with our, our family, family prayer. prayer. Our Father. We thank, we thank you, you for your love and for your many blessings, especially for the precious gift of each other. Help us to show our gratitude by loving each other as you love us. Make us understanding and patient with one another, quick to admit our failings and ask forgiveness, generous in sharing the joy and strength we can give each other. Father, give our family lively faith and the courage to share with those around us. Direct us to the state in life you plan for each of us and help us to use your gifts to serve you. We entrust our family to your fatherly care. Preserve us from the corruption of the modern world and help us draw closer daily to you and to each other until we come to share with you the joys of heaven. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, help us to be a holy family. Amen. 
All righty. As we wrap up here in uh, February, uh, we want to ask for the intercession of uh, all the holy men and women and the saints. And so we've got a bunch. You know, St. Benedict is a, a good saint for me at Mount Marty College that I like to pray for uh, St. Benedict and Scholastica's intercession. Fellas, you have some saints that you like to seek intercession from? St. John Paul II, of course. Uh, absolutely. The Blessed Virgin Mary is always a good one. Right, uh, so we right. always want to be able to, to seek her uh, intercession as well in the midst of it all. Um, and as the Donleys always say, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Joseph. Yes. Oh, so we'll pray, pray for, for St. Joseph. Joseph so, oh, St. Joseph. Joseph. Yeah. Oh, your yeah. patron. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. yeah. You Maybe, must, uh, you must, mom and dad must have been clued in by God that you were going to need more help than me. Right. Oh, <laughs> Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy. So, we'll see you next month. Sounds good. God bless. You've been listening to Rutten Radio on Real Presence Radio. To hear today's episode again, visit our website, yourcatholicradiostation.com, and find it on the Sioux Falls podcast page. You can also find it on our app under podcasts and special events. And be sure to tune in for more Rutten Radio next month. Rutten Radio on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Radio is now on Google Assistant devices, including Google Home, phones, tablets, and smart displays. To start this action, say something like, OK, Google, talk to Real Presence Radio. It will then ask what station you want to play, to which you can respond, play Sioux Falls, or play AM 970, or play WWEN. From there, you can use words like play, pause, and stop. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere, now on Google Assistant devices. Thanks for listening to Real Presence Radio. Steve Sponskowski here, Executive Director for the RPR Network. I hope your day is a little better and your burdens are made a little lighter by the message you are hearing. Please tell others about Real Presence Radio and invite them to listen. If you've been listening for a while, please consider joining the family and offering your support. Our goal is to change lives by bringing others closer to Christ. And together, we are changing the world. God's blessings to you all. And as all of you out in Radioland listen to Real Presence Radio, what a great gift it is for every one of us. As we're in the car traveling, that we learn something about our love for Jesus, something about the great gift He has given us through His holy family, which is the church. Or we also get to find something out more deeply about our own self that we come to know that we are made in God's image and likeness. And the great gift that we have is made and loved by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So continue to listen to this wonderful radio station. We need to support it in every way so that this beautiful gift of the gospel message can be spread throughout where all of this is heard and that the Holy Spirit will strengthen you all in his love. Have a wonderful day and keep listening to Real Presence Radio. Searching for more great Catholic content? Visit our website at yourcatholicradiostation.com. Find Catholic news you can trust, information about events coming up in your local area, and the latest on what's happening at the RPR Network. And don't forget that you can listen to any of our stations around the clock from anywhere in the world. Need prayers for someone or something in your life? You can submit those through our online form for the entire family to pray for. Real Presence Radio, online at yourcatholicradiostation.com. 
Let's join together in a moment of prayer for all those needs and intentions that you have shared with this family. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Please let us know how we can pray for you by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com and click on prayer request at the top of the page.